0: Welcome to another week of the pregame podcast
1: where we're wrapping up summer. We're wrapping up the delayed NBA season and baseball's halfway done.
0: And you didn't mention anything at all, but we're talking about today, which is all NFL related.
1: Exactly
0: Well, th- thank you for bringing it full circle But yes, we are talking NFL today We're making our official predictions With the uh, wonderful, as always, Ben Chad What a guy Oh, of course, what a guy Yeah, who uh, who I shout out for uh, Taking another quality step in life Ahead of uh, his addition here on the pregame podcast
1: That's right, he got engaged.
0: Yeah, very exciting. But we'll get more into that a little bit later on. Plus, I reveal which Bundesliga team I'm going to claim fandom for. Because, well, Ben was on and I I told him that I would tell him what team I decide to join up with. And, uh, you know, that'll be coming up as well. But in the meantime, how about we get to our winners and losers, Kalen?
1: That sounds like a plan to me, Dan.
0: And for our winners and losers this week, Kalen, you're going to kick us off with your winner. Who is it? Am I, though? I believe you are. Am I? Yeah, I am. I, I have two winners <laughs> technically this week. Oh, OK.
1: The, the winner this week is, uh, well, I guess it's it's a series if you want to narrow it down to one thing. It's the uh, Nuggets and Jazz series for having the two highest scoring opponents in NBA history and Jamal Murray just going off the last three games with 50 plus points each game And honestly, the game's just being great to watch. Uh, I caught the game. I think it was at at the time of recording. I think it was a day or two ago. Yeah, it's it's been the best series by far. So props to those teams and, you know, having them battle it out to a game seven in the West. I think whichever team wins gets knocked out in the next round. But uh, props to those guys for putting up a good fight in round one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I actually predicted that that was going to be a pretty close series compared to all the other ones we were looking at. So I'm uh, happy to say my prediction came true. Indeed, it did. Indeed, it did. It was definitely
1: the best series of round one so far. And with your prediction coming true, Dan, who are you looking at as a winner for this week?
0: Uh, It's pretty easy. This week, it's the San Diego Padres. The MLB deadline has come and gone. And the Padres stand on top as the clear winners. They picked up uh, a lot of great help. Honestly, they got a top of the rotation guy in the bullpen in Clevenger. Um, you know, a huge name from the Indians. They got Trevor Rosenthal for the back end of the bullpen, and they also picked up Mitch Moreland as you know someone just to be you know kind of a power bat in the middle of the lineup there. And they also got Jason Castro and Austin Nola to kind of be some uh, some catcher help as well. And all of this now people are criticizing them saying that they did trade away a lot of their prospects and this is just the very beginning of the Padres window to potentially be very good and competitive but even with them trading away a lot of their prospects their prospect pool was so deep that they didn't even have to trade away any of their top four prospects the only guys they traded away were the guys that are blocked by current superstars at the major league level so wow. Yeah, they, they are going to be, I don't know if you've been following the Padres, Kalen, but they are going to be a lethal team for years to come. Don't forget, this is where Manny Machado is. Don't forget, this yep. is where the budding youngster in Tatis Jr. is. <laughs> there's There's a lot to like about what's going there's, on in San Diego.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've heard a lot of great things from one Ian Roth, baseball doctor of the show, if you will you know, for like the last two, three years about the Padres and their farm system and how how it's growing and how it's getting better and better every year. So I guess it's finally time for the Padres. You know what I mean? They've done years of work building these players up and now, you know, obviously they've traded some away over time and traded some away at the deadline here. But I mean, keep your top four and still get those guys in trades at the deadline there this year. That's pretty good in my
0: book. Oh, yeah, especially when you have such, like, literally such a deep prospect pool that they're working with, so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Kalen, on the flip side, wait, wait, I'm sorry, when you said two winners before, did you mean both the Nuggets and the Jazz, or did you mean? Yeah. Okay, so so you do have a loser this week. That's why I just I wanted do to clarify. I have a loser this week, yeah. Okay, yeah, so who's your loser?
1: My loser this week is a team that everyone in the NL East expected to do a lot better, at least if you live in the region that we live in, Dan, and that is the Philadelphia Phillies. We're halfway through the season, as I said in the lovely intro, and they are 15-15, and second in the division finally, but the division is trash, so honestly, they're tied for third, tied for second, whatever you want to look at it, and they're five games out of first. And it's just, it's just a mess. It's literally just a mess. Everyone expected them to be a lot better. I think people that aren't Phillies fans expected them to be a lot better. Granted, it's the COVID baseball season. If we had our full-length baseball season, who knows? Maybe they'd be hot on the back half. But we don't have that luxury, so I'm looking at them as my loser because I think they're just going to underachieve this season.
0: Honestly, after the signing of of uh, Bryce Harper, people are expecting a lot like a whole lot out of that team. And it just didn't happen. And it's, I mean, yeah,
1: there, there are still some missing pieces. I'm not going to deny that. Um, We're, we have a, the Phillies have a couple of missing pitching pieces, but you know, still I'm expecting them to do, to be better than 500, you know, halfway through the year. I I don't want them to be 500 at all. That's a team that I don't think should be 500 at all. So Mm -hmm. who knows? Mm -hmm. Who knows? But, Anyway, that's my loser for the week, Dan. Who are you looking at as a
0: loser for this week? I'm going to say the loser this week is going to be one Roman Grosjean of the F1 team Haas. <laughs> as uh, you, you you initially brought this up, actually, Kalen. Uh, I you did. Know, off, off pod about how the current rumors, obviously nothing is set yet, but the current rumors are that with the ever-continuing struggles at Haas of being the, you know, obviously they climbed to fourth best team in all of F1 a few years ago, but they've fallen all the way down to ninth, you know. The only thing keeping them from the bottom is the perpetual, you know, money struggles of Williams. So because of that, uh, it looks like despite keeping their driver lineup intact for that entire spiral down, it might be shaking up next year with the rumors being that Nico Halkenberg might step into the team, and that meaning that Roman Grosjean, out of the two drivers, is most likely the one that's going to be out. So, And I mean, beyond that, yeah. you also mentioned how Kevin Magnussen might be leaving or might be getting the boot yeah. as well, since the, the other rumors that Sergio Perez is going to be needing a seat because of the whole Vettel thing. And we talked about this on a previous podcast, but point being, Roman Grosjean looks like he could very easily not be an F1 driver come next season. And that makes him my loser this week.
1: I mean, there's not much else to say about that other than, I think the Sergio Perez thing is much more than, it is a rumor, but I think I think there's a lot more behind the scenes going on with that at the moment. Same thing with the Grosjean rumor. I think there's a lot going on behind the scenes with that. And Haas was a team that their first their first ever year in Formula 1, they were the fourth best team in, the, in all of it. And they are now bottom of the barrel with Williams. And, you know, it's their third or fourth season in formula one if i'm not mistaken um they finished like sixth or seventh last year out of the teams so yeah they're they're not looking hot and i think a driver shakeup there is the best move forward
0: yeah their first season was back in 2016 where they came in eighth in the constructors championship and then they came in eighth in 2017 and then 2018 is when they managed to reach
1: that's when it was fifth. okay
0: that was when they got fifth
1: Got you. Um, It wasn't their first year. It was their third year.
0: Yeah, but still very early and very young for, you know, such a such a squad.
1: Yeah. To be the best of the rest in your third season is pretty amazing.
0: And uh, yeah, the past few years, currently ninth. Yeah. Trash. And now on the pregame podcast, we're going to be doing the thing that we have been waiting pretty much all summer for it's time to lock in our predictions for the upcoming NFL season. And, Kalen, I thought, who better to join us on this uh, on this quest than someone who's got his future all lined up, the recently engaged Ben Shad. Thank you, thank you. Very, <laughs> very interesting tagline, Dan. That was
2: that was very creative. How long did you think about that one?
0: Uh, not very long, which is why I paused in the middle there. I was trying to think of a, something that worked there to say. But, Ben, welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be back. And uh, this is your first time with Kalen. Remember you uh, filled in when Kalen was, I don't know, skiing or something?
2: Yeah, I gave the quick history lesson on German soccer and kind of who to look out for. And then lo and behold, a German soccer team wins the Champions League. So as much as I do despise Bayern, I was happy to see them beat the even richer and even more money-driven PSG. And... Can't be ashamed when Robert Lewandowski, the best Polish player uh, in soccer right now, ends up holding the Champions League trophy, something he's always longed for in his career. So hopefully now that he's had that success, he'll start focusing on national team stuff. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, and I will say, Ben, after we're done here, at the very end of this segment, I will tell you which Bundesliga team I've decided to join the ranks of in fandom. Ooh, exciting. Something for you to hang on to until the end. But for now... Let's get into our predictions. Kalen, when I sent you this list of questions that we're going to be predicting today, what was your first thought?
1: Uh, well, a couple of them are definitely hard to do, like predicting the whole playoffs. So that's that's a bit of a well, tall task. And, and we will um, get to
0: that. Don't. Yeah. OK, yeah, we, mm-hmm. we
1: will get there. We will get there, of course. No. Yeah, I think they're good questions. I definitely think that they're uh, fitting for this game if you will, quote-unquote game and uh, point system. Because, Dan, if I recall, we're doing something very similar to what we did with Hunter earlier in the year with uh, Formula 1, which is going to be fantastic to wrap up at the end of the Formula 1 season because nothing went right there. Um, (laughs) But uh, that's what I believe we are going to do here with uh, Sir Shad today.
0: Uh, That is correct. And uh, don't forget, we also did it with Ian as well, although it was just myself and Ian for that one, since, again... You were uh, off skiing or something. You you take a lot of vacations to go ski.
1: I took one vacation to go skiing. You're just associating my trip up north in the summer with skiing, I, <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't work because there was no snow.
0: Okay, okay, sorry. Maple syrup sampling, whatever you're doing up there in Vermont. I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
1: I, w- I was at the beach in Massachusetts. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Always doing what everyone else does and just camping out on the beach with a book.
0: How about this? Instead of me continuing to flame you this entire time, you could be the first one to answer our first question. Five points straight up. What team is going to have the best regular season record in the NFL? And if two teams have the same record, we'll count both answers as right. But which, uh, which team do you think has the greatest chance of coming away as the winners in the regular season?
1: Yeah, I really think there's only about four teams you can really pick from here. And I went with the obvious pick in my mind, and that was the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Okay, you want to elaborate any uh, any further about why you picked the Chiefs over some of the other obvious choices?
1: I mean, they're coming off of you know quite the season, as we all know. And uh, I don't know. It, to me, it's it's the Chiefs are just the best team right now, and you'd be a fool not to pick the best team in the NFL right now to have the best regular season record. Obviously barring injuries to Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey and whatever else. But I also think, you know, the Ravens have a really good shot. The Saints have another really good shot at having the best record this year. Those are probably the top three. And if I was going to put another team up in there, I'd say the 49ers for a fourth. So those are really, in my opinion, the top four. And I picked the Chiefs over that, obviously, because they're coming off of the Super Bowl win. And I think they're going to be hungry to get back to it i i think they really want to they're going to want to go back to back if they can in my opinion the chiefs should look at this as the bulls when they had michael jordan you need to just go back to back to the championship as often as you can now granted that was mostly like michael jordan's hunger for you know winning but when you have a once in a lifetime talent like patrick mahomes on your roster you gotta try and get as many championships out of him as you can
0: Ben, do you agree? Do you think the Chiefs are going to be the best team in the regular season?
2: I think Chiefs are definitely up there. I kind of had my eye on the New Orleans Saints because they play in a very, you know, like Chiefs also have the benefit of playing in a very awful division in the AFC West. You've got the Denver Broncos, who are probably still a rebuild team at this time. You've got the Raiders, who will be maybe in Vegas when the season starts. I'm not too entirely sure, but. They're not really in a good position in the Chargers, who just keep slumping through NFL season after NFL season, thinking they're contenders. And then they get three weeks in, and we all know their true colors. So, Chiefs have the benefit of the doubt because they have that easy schedule. I looked at the Saints, and I was originally all for them just because they have a more intact roster. They're always coming up with new things. You know, you have that tandem. Uh, of Drew Brees back there. And then occasionally they cycle in like, you know, now they've got uh, is Bridgewater still with them? I think
0: or did he get traded? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is now starting for Carolina.
2: He's now starting for Carolina, but they still have, who's the other guy that they love to take
0: take in with those trick plays? Uh, I mean, they picked up Jameis Winston, if that's who you're referring to.
2: Yeah. So like you have, you got Drew Brees, you got Jameis Winston, who will be learning from the best Uh, of the best. uh, I
1: think Ben, I think you're looking for Hill.
0: Yes, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. my apologies. I, I yeah yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah,
1: are be, you doing there, Dan? <laughs> I
0: I let him. Well, he was he was you know he was referring to Teddy Bridgewater. I'm like, oh, okay, so you know like who the Saints have as a backup? So my my apologies. Ta- yeah, yeah. It is it is Taysom Hill, I believe that yeah, you're looking Taysom for. Him.
2: So so like that, they have three really good quarterbacks, and Hill loves to do trick plays, and I'm sure Jameis wants to get into part of that as well. So you're gonna have a pretty much near to unpredictable offense when facing the Saints. You know, they play against the Falcons team that just seems to get worse and worse every year. The bucks yeah, they got Brady, but I'm not going to buy into that Brady hype. Tampa Bay still Tampa Bay. And Carolina, they don't have Cam Newton anymore, so I really don't expect them to get any better even if McCaffrey hauls that team to a 500 record that's probably as far as they're going to get. So I would say Saints, but definitely like Saints and Chiefs, I could see sharing like a, another 13 and three season. Just I put my money on the Saints because they seem to have a little less injury trouble. You know, last year with the Chiefs, they had injuries, they had suspensions. And granted, they still managed to get through those all fine and well. But I think the Saints might just sneak through one more win than the Chiefs because they seem to have a better control over that kind of stuff than the Chiefs do.
0: And I can tell you right now, I'm pretty sure that uh, our our mutual friend, TJ, friend of the show, might be yelling in the distance at your lack of support for the Brady hype train in Tampa Bay as a, as a Bucks <laughs> fan himself.
2: I'll, I'll believe it <laughs> when I see it.
0: But I'm actually going to join you, Ben. I also put down the Saints to be the team that I think is going to have the best record. I think that if you look at some other you know teams that were up there, you have the Chiefs, but obviously everyone's going to be focusing very hard on the Chiefs because of their Super Bowl win. The 49ers, I think, regress a little bit in this upcoming season. I'm surprised no one has said really anything about the Ravens at this point, but I think the Ravens also had an advantage of having this really big dual threat action out of Lamar Jackson, and I'm not sure if like that's going to necessarily will them to another 14-2 season. So because of that, I'm also going to go with the New Orleans Saints. Despite the fact that I think it's going to be a decently competitive division— I think that the Saints are going to come out uh, and and just be absolutely dominating. So, Ben, if I can come back to you, you know, we talked about teams fighting for divisions. What team mm-hmm. do you think is going to win their division this year that did not win it last year?
2: Hmm. There's a couple of divisions that come out in my mind, and I think my safe bet is I'm going to say the Vikings. Green Bay is going to have a lot of QB drama that's just going to get forced upon them this year after the draft you know a lot of a lot of speculation around Aaron Rodgers and don't get me wrong I feel, I still think Aaron Rodgers is great but no matter how great a quarterback you are all those mind games that come in and you know all of a sudden Green Bay drafting a quarterback and every and just everybody went like oh boy Rodgers is done you know he's going to be gone and you know Rodgers can't reverse his age and the Vikings, they always want to that's 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 always the hill they're trying to climb. They're always trying to just get over Green Bay. They're always just trying to climb right over them. And I think this might be the season where Minnesota finally puts it all together and hops over Green Bay in the standings. I can totally see the Packers kind of losing it, like maybe going through the middle of the season. You know, Rogers, he has injury problems, so he could very well get injured again. And I can totally see Minnesota overtaking Green Bay. And then if I were to add a second, but I'm kind of scared of this one, is the Buffalo Bills overtaking the Patriots. And the reason I'm scared about that is because I still have faith in Bill Belichick. Even though he doesn't have Tom Brady anymore, Cam Newton I still think is a very capable quarterback that can come in. And just knowing what Belichick does and that mastermind of offense that he is, I really think that he can put Cam Newton... And maybe Newton himself won't put up the numbers to eclipse Brady, but I still think he can deliver the wins for the Patriots. So if Cam Newton does work out, then Patriots are still taking that division. If they don't, then the Bills can totally take that one. But my safe bet is with Minnesota overtaking the Packers in the NFC
0: North. Okay, Kalen, you said this was an interesting pick. Why? Why? What was so interesting about it? I think he made some good points.
1: Uh, no, I agree. I fully agree. I, I think the Vikings pick is an interesting pick on the basis of your thought process there, Ben. Just because, you know, I, I think you have too little faith in Aaron Rodgers to be able to block out the haters or, you know, the block out the n- extra noise. I mean, he's been blocking out extra noise his entire career. This is nothing new for Aaron Rodgers. I think he's going to be fine by the time the season rolls around he's gonna be locked in ready to go like he knows all good things come to an end he knows that if he doesn't deliver the packers will just you know ship him off too and just start over and that's just the business you know i mean is it looming a little bit now yeah but i i don't know i feel like aaron Rodgers is a cool cucumber so and able to
0: lock in so if Aaron is a uh, cool cucumber, as you put it, who's the team that's going to win the division this year that hadn't last year?
1: That division? Or are you talking just going to win? Oh, well, who's your my pick? pick?
0: Who's your pick? Okay.
1: I was if like, it's not the Vikings, well, who's it going to be? I was going to say, I'm saying, I'm saying Green Bay's winning that division. No, um, <laughs> my pick is actually Ben's backup pick. I'm looking at the Bills to win this, their division this year. Um, I think Cam Newton at best gets the Patriots to eight and eight, even with Bill Belichick's great coaching. That's just that. I mean, I, I really don't have much other ba- much else, you know, for basis for that. That division is now you know complete garbage. It's so Bill- odd
2: too, because like all we've known is a belichick brady offense for like practically our entire lives for as long as we've been watching (laughs) football we we've associated patriots belichick brady that's all we knew and we knew they were going to dominate every year so this is uncharted territory for a lot of us so like i don't blame you caitlin like i don't know myself but i'm i'm gonna roll the dice with belichick on still possibly taking that division but it, it's just it's just kind of scary almost because like we're not used to this. It's the fear of the unknown.
0: I mean meanwhile, listener Mike is listening and thinking back to the nineties when the Patriots were garbage and it's just like, nah, it's okay. <laughs> things <laughs> yeah, things change.
1: Here's the thing, like they didn't have, you know, Bill then. Um, but he, I don't know. Here's the point. I think they're gonna be eight and eight. I think the Bills are gonna have just as good of a record this year as they did last year. I think they're gonna be 10, 11 wins and that's going to be enough to eclipse the patriots dynasty if you will streak of winning that division and that's that that's my pick that's my most logical pick uh if i was to pick like a b and c i think the seahawks might win their division but i doubt it and i think the titans have mu- i think the titans have a really good chance of winning their division this year so food for thought there but my money is on
0: the bills you know so get it done I didn't even think about the Titans because the Titans are in a really good spot too. Ugh. I gotta the go. With, Titans
1: are in a very good spot. Yeah,
0: I, I gotta. I, I mean, especially with you know the Texans head coach just trading everything away for a bag of balls, basically. Um, but I, I do have to go with what I have written down. Okay, I'm not gonna last minute switch to the Titans off of that sudden occurrence that oh my god they didn't win their division last year somehow. But I'm gonna stick with what I originally wrote down, which is also the Bills. I think that the Bills are in a really good position, and I think that there are some questions coming up that are going to kind of allow me to dig into that conversation a little further about the Bills' performance in the upcoming season. But moving on to our next question, we're going to be talking about who we think is going to become the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Kalen, we'll go back to you. So there was a couple of obviously like big options. You got Joe Burrows, obviously a number one overall pick. Maybe Tua with the Dolphins can become Offensive Rookie of the Year if he has a good Ooh. performance. Uh, th- Ooh, that would be spicy. Th- there's some options. Uh, who are you going with?
1: I'm going with neither of those options. Um, I'm not even going with a quarterback. I am going with a running back. Uh, ironically, for Green Bay, I'm going with A.J. Dion. I think it's Dion, D-I-L-L-O-N. I don't know if it's Dylan or or Dion. I'm pretty sure they pronounce it Dion. But anyway, enough with my bad pronunciation skills.
0: <laughs> okay,
1: This guy is a monster. He rivals Saquon Barkley for the biggest thighs in the league. Um, He's fast, big in the upper body as well. I I think he's going to be just like Saquon Barkley when he got in the league. He's going to be a dominant, dominant running back. And yeah, I I think he's going to do great things in Green Bay. And that's going to free up Aaron Rodgers to also give him some more time to block out the haters, if you will.
0: I'll be honest. I'm pretty sure it's a Dylan, but I mean this this pick I to me this pick to me is really kind of coming out of left field because I don't know if anyone would have thought that you know this guy picked at the back end of the second round could be offensive rookie of the year. But hey, you you really got it out for him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's just in a good situation, and I think I think he has the potential to be explosive. You know, I, I think he has that chance. Whether or not it happens is a whole other story. That's why we're here posing hypothetical questions
0: but yeah of course of course
1: he's big enough strong enough and fast enough to do it so we'll see what happens
0: ben please pull me back to like planet earth okay i don't want to i don't know where caitlin's floating off to but what do you mean but tell me you have like a more normal pick
2: (laughs) yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take the safe bet with this one i'm gonna go with joe burrow for cincinnati just because yeah okay (laughs) there's The He's going to get
1: sacked six times a game. What do you
2: mean? Well, see, you think that, Kalen, but you have to understand, he was also one of the best QBs when it came to under-pressure situations when he was still with LSU. He mm-hmm. had, let's see here, 17 touchdown passes in those situations. No one else had more than 10. And while yes, he won't have the exact O line with him, you know, he's still he's still gonna be a good quarterback. You know, there's still gonna be plays where as long as he gets that ball off fast and as long as he has somebody that's open, he really can deliver. And I think, you know, it, it's it's tough because it's Cincinnati that we're talking about here, you know, but a fresh new coach, a fresh new quarterback, and one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game in college. So I think that's just it's just too overwhelming evidence to not give him the nod for offensive rookie of the year. And plus, we have to remember that it's the NFL who controls these awards, all right? And we know the NFL is probably going to take their easy pick as well, going with a QB. I like your choice, Kalen. Trust me. I like the fact that you chose a, you know, a, a player that wasn't a quarterback, but just knowing the NFL and knowing the way that they choose their award it's, winners yeah. – as long as Burrow puts up the numbers, and I think he most definitely will, he will get. The, I don't think he will. He'll get the nod. I don't think he's going to get anywhere close. But
1: I, I think you. I think you, and I think Dan is also going to do something similar. I think you guys have way too much faith in Cincinnati.
0: No, no, I'm not going Joe Burrow. Just because I've co- okay, just because I've happened to match with at least one of the two of you for the, every round so far does not mean I'm going with either uh, Joe Burrow or your pick in AJ Dylan Kalen. In fact, I'm actually going to join you on the running back train, but I'm going to go with a running back who I think is entering an incredibly high-powered offense that has the chance to immediately impact and you know help his team uh, push themselves deep into the playoffs. And that is the running back selected at the back end of the first round in Clyde Edwards hellier I believe. He- hellier, Helier. Ben, you're the you're the sports commentator. Help me out here.
2: <laughs> uh let me look up his name real quick, because I, I saw him too and I kind of thought about it as well. But uh, that's Clyde Edwards
0: Hilaire. Hilaire. Okay. Regardless, no matter how you say it, this kid's gonna be steamrolling people with the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs, the weakest part of their offense was definitely their run game. And with the fact that they've already had one running back opt out due to the COVID-19 pandemic, I think that that just means Clyde is going to be able to just completely take over that backfield and become a very dominant force on a team that we're already expecting to make waves for this upcoming season. So that's why I'm going with Mr. Edwards Helaire. Helaire. Helaire, whatever. I apologize, Mr. Hilaire, uh, but <laughs> we already know that I have a terrible <laughs> reputation for messing up names. So it's not like, you know, it's going to yeah. get any worse. It's fine. But that is who I'm going with. I don't know if that qualifies for what you were talking about there, Kalen, with the whole like, oh, I'm going to go with some dumb, normal, you know, thing. But that's. No, no, you yeah. you,
1: you didn't. You didn't. Okay. You, did a, you came out of left field a little bit with that. You're okay. good. Okay.
0: Well, speaking of coming out of left field, okay? This is definitely going to be a one out of left field for me, and I think you guys might have some spice on this one as well. What player is going to end with the most fantasy football points? Uh and and for the sake of keeping things normal, I'm I'm imagining PPR because I'm I'm pretty sure PPR has become the most popular league type in fantasy football. So, who who do you think is going to be the number one point scorer in fantasy football? Kalen, we'll start with you.
1: Yeah, this this question's a real doozy. I don't really know. It this is tough. Um you're obviously looking at like wide receivers and you know running backs. I, I kind of am tempted to just say Christian McCaffrey again just because he's in the same situation he was in last
0: year, this year, you know. Okay. I mean, just so you know for the record, with the exception of Christian McCaffrey, the top ten last year in point scores have all been quarterbacks. I will say that first and foremost. True. But number two on that list was Christian McCaffrey. So it, it's a totally fine pick. I'm not dissing you on it.
1: No, I know it. I I, it, I just typically go running. I don't know. Running backs always produce well for me a fantasy better than some of the QBs that I ever always draft. So my brain just goes to them um, as high point producers.
2: But uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey.
0: OK, Ben, who are you picking?
2: I'm gonna take a little bit of a of a reach on this one. Maybe not so much a reach, but it depends. But oh, it's I'm fine. Take go, a reach.
0: I'm I'm reaching I'm, like crazy.
2: I'm gonna say Lamar Jackson. Okay, because that's not a reach.
0: <laughs> he was number one last year.
2: Like <laughs> yeah, that's not a reach. What do you mean? Well, because he's a quarterback. But you know, you you put quotation marks around that that quarterback position because he really can do it all. So I think, you know, we only got a taste of what he's really capable of last season. He's going to have more control. He's going to have better passing. Like he really, for the foreseeable future, can only get better. So I really think Lamar Jackson, you know, fueled by the fact that he broke Mike Vick's rushing record last year, I think he's going to try and break his own record this year. And whenever quarterbacks rush, they always get a little bit more fantasy points. And good God, Lamar's pretty much a cheat code when it comes to fantasy. So. You might have to break some unwritten rules in your draft if you want to get anywhere in your leagues this season. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go out and say, yeah, Lamar Jackson is the one that comes out with the most fantasy points.
0: I am disappointed in the both of you. I I ask for the spice. I ask for the flavor. And you give me the number one and number two scoring fantasy point players from last season to, to repeat, essentially. I don't know how much of a reach that was, Ben. I think that was that was the the smallest reach possible. No offense, but I think I have by far the spiciest pick for this one. And remember how earlier I talked about how I think the Bills are going to be a pretty good team this year and I said we'll get more to that later on because I have another reason why they're going to be good.
1: All right, Captain Spice, who's your pick?
0: Josh Allen.
1: <laughs> Ew. Okay,
0: how do All you justify right. this? I think that Josh Allen has a breakout year similar to Lamar Jackson last year. I think that the only reason that the, the Bills didn't get further in the playoffs is because like their coaching staff just kind of gave up and let them try to coast to the end, and the Texans managed to claw their way back in. Josh Allen was an excellent option last year. He was a top 10 quarterback last year. I think he was five or six, if I'm being exact, and he was up there points wise with the likes of your Aaron Rodgers and, you know, your other commonly elite quarterbacks. So I'm looking at him as an option of a player that I think can really break out and have an amazing season and potentially be that, you know, top fantasy pick. That's what I'm saying. That's that's my pick.
1: All right. All right. I mean, I just can't get past the fact that,
0: you know, they're the Bills. Why is that such a bad thing? <laughs> why because, is I don't why know, is playing for the Bills such a- being
1: trash? We've grown up with the Bills being trash, and now all of a sudden they're like above average, and it's kind of weird.
0: I know it's a big joke, yep. but they went to four consecutive Super Bowls. Yes, they didn't win any of them, but oh my god, you know how hard it is to get to one Super Bowl, and they did it four times in a row.
1: Oh, I know, I know, but that was pre us being born. You know, that was that was prior to our existence.
0: It doesn't oh, mean it didn't happen. Existence.
1: I know that doesn't mean it didn't happen. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just used to, you know, you talk about the Bills and you laugh. That's all.
0: This is a big year for the Bills. It's a big year for Josh Allen. I think he's going to be incredibly dominant. And I think he walks away at the most fancy points of this season. But to keep the topic on quarterbacks, speaking of quarterbacks looking to break out as they expand and grow into, uh, you know, further into their career. What rookie quarterback from last year do we think is going to continue to grow and rack up the most passing yards in this upcoming season? Ben, what do you think?
2: It's a very it's a very interesting group that we're looking at here when it comes to that. And I'm actually going to say Daniel Jones Ooh. with the Giants. Okay. And the reason I say that is because in the NFC East, more than I think some other divisions out there, you have to be able to just absolutely throw bombs. And with the Giants, you know, they finished third place in the division. They want to try and get back. You know, the Eli era is finally grinding out to maybe its conclusion, and Jones, you know, is supposed to be that new era. So he got a little bit of taste of NFL action last year, and he kind of got all that rust out of the way. He got roughed up. He made mistakes. He got that all out. So now he's got, you know, a season with an NFL offense he understands the program that's going on there in the Giants, another new coach coming into New York. So I think he's just going to go hog wild and just absolutely throw as deep as he can in as many games as he can. We know he's going to throw deep against the Eagles because that secondary is absolute garbage. And Washington, it's it's kind of there. And same with Dallas. Their secondary is kind of, eh. So, you know, you're talking about six games right there where you're throwing against mediocre or terrible secondaries. And I think because of that, he will just absolutely just dominate when it comes to the yardage. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to throw picks. He's going to fumble. But at the same time, he's at least going to try and break out and get as many yards as he can. And with the Giants team, I think he'll kind of have that comfort level of knowing that the expectations aren't that high, so the pressure isn't that high, and he'll be a little bit more
0: comfortable than, say, some of the other second-year
2: quarterbacks out there.
0: I'll be honest, I think the only problem with your thought process is like, sure, he's gonna be throwing a lot of bombs, but who is he gonna be throwing them to? I think the New York Giants have a really eh wide receiver core right now. I mean, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, and Darius Slayton are your are your options there for them. And I mean, you just said two really good wide receivers
1: and Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't think so.
1: <laughs> I mean Golden Tate is I, Golden Tate's better than people give him credit for, in my opinion. And I've always liked Sterling Shepard. I've always still felt that he had great potential.
2: Yeah, I mean... ...be like the hottest names in the wide receiving core, but I think they're de- they're very much capable, and I think they'll make Jones's time in the backfield for New York a little bit easier than, again, some other second-year QBs out there.
0: Uh, I mean, I don't know. If you look at Golden Tate, he hasn't really been that good since he left Detroit. You know, he had a very mediocre like season with the Eagles before going to the Giants last year. And, and I know injuries play a part in that, too. I don't know if I buy that the Giants are going to be passing that much with the receiver core they have versus who they have at the running back position. Maybe that's just my thoughts on it. I'm looking at a team where, I mean, at least for my pick for this, I'm going with a team that, let's say that they don't have much of a choice in the matter. I think that, you know, looking at what uh, they're working with, they they're in a good position to be explosive offensively in the past game. And that's why I'm going with Gardner Minshew the second as my pick for the quarterback that's going to accumulate the most passing guards next year, uh, mainly because he had a really good breakout year. They got rid of that Nick Foles guy. He's no longer there. They don't have to worry about him. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just ribbing you guys a little bit. I You know, your Lord and Savior Nick Foles. I mean, DJ Chark is a is a great wide receiver option. I think they're going to rely on the pass a lot down in Jacksonville. And yeah, that's, that's what I think. I think that he has a chance to really break out.
1: All right. I, I actually like that pick. I'm doing something similar, Dan. I'm looking at a struggling football organization at the moment in the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Arizona really doesn't have much going for them except for Kyler. I don't feel like he has a lot of people to throw the ball to, but I think he still has a breakout year. I think this is his time. This is his chance. He has, in my opinion, he has some of the best potential in in all of the quarterbacks we've discussed. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it, in my opinion, Kyler Murray is going to be the guy to break out,
0: but we'll see. So I think of the top three options, we literally took all three of them <laughs> across Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, and Gardner Minshew. I think so, yeah. Also, Ben, not to throw too much shade at that, I just, I don't know. It's Daniel Jones, it's Danny Dimes. Is that I I have faith. I just don't like him. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm an Eagles
1: fan and he's a Giants quarterback. Maybe that's the problem.
0: Ben's also an Eagles fan. I don't know. Ben is at least reaching across the aisle to explore, you know. (laughs) Division rivals may have some good qualities to them.
2: No, none of them do. I just know how bad our secondary is, and I just know how this division works. And I just think if I were in the Giants, if I was that organization, I'd just be like, look, just chuck that thing as far as you can and hope for the best. And I think Jones can I think he can do that.
0: Okay, okay. well, we again, we will see at the uh, at the end of the season. Well, we have two questions left, and this next one is a doozy. And it's basically straight up name, name your playoff teams, name the 12 teams that you think are going to be making it into the playoffs. So I'll, I'll go over mine to start with. So I'm going to be starting on the AFC side of things. So if you look at your division winners, I think you're going to have the Bills, the Ravens, the Titans, and the Chiefs all advancing as division winners. And then for your wild card out of the AFC, I think we see the Jaguars sneak in. And I think we see the Cleveland Browns sneak in. As, whoa,
1: whoa hot take. As the hot wow. take alert.
0: As the Steelers uh continue to, you know, fall off a little bit, even with the whole injury issue and all that. I still wow. think I, I don't I don't think the Steelers are necessarily uh gonna be up there. I think the Browns have a chance to maybe sneak it. Because I think the Browns had some good pickups in the offseason at the same time. That's the AFC side. So Bills, Ravens, Titans, Chiefs, Jags, and Browns. And then we gotta go to the NFC side. And I'm, uh, I'm preparing myself mentally for the for the flailing I'm going to get. So, division winners, okay? We got the Cowboys.
1: Boo! No! I don't know where you're going with that.
0: Division winners cool. in, in Cowboys, in Packers, in Saints, and in 49ers. And then I think that the two teams that sneak in in the wild card are the Seahawks. They always seem to be present and competitive to some degree. And I think the Buccaneers sneak in. I think the Vikings, oh. with the loss of, of Stefan Diggs, I think the Vikings start to regress a little bit after a couple of unsuccessful runs in the playoffs. And I think the Buccaneers, I mean, between your your you know great wide receiver duo you have out there, Tom Brady bringing in a lot of hype and life into this team, I think that the, the Buccaneers, they don't win the division, they sneak in as a wild card. And uh, those are my twelve picks for the playoffs. I know a lot of a lot of controversy. Okay, the Browns pick was spicy. The Cowboys pick, obviously, you guys were going to hate on until the end of time. But you know, that's that's who I'm uh, who I'm claiming for this one. And after a brief pause, Ben has reminded us that we they have expanded the playoffs to seven teams now. I completely forgot. I was more concerned about whether or not COVID was going to be a thing. So thank you, Ben. I I appreciate that. So I guess I'm going to throw one more team from each side in here so i guess at that point the vikings make the playoffs as the third wildcard team and on the afc side oh i guess i guess it's probably the patriots the patriots are going to be the other team to make it in on the afc side due to the expanded wildcard so ben thank you for clarifying uh our little mistakes there and uh caitlin whenever you're ready you can tell us your 14 teams excuse me to make the uh playoffs
1: i'll jump on finding two of them here as well now but i'll start with my 12 um because i totally oh forgot my too. god
0: it's it, like um, we haven't had a season of it so i don't i my brain is like oh yeah two wild card teams obviously and they snuck it oh, in yeah. early in the off
2: season too they were just like yeah, yeah we did, did this and everybody was like, i mean what? no we don't want this and we, then we just all forgot about it
0: <laughs> i mean yeah we we talked about it on the show like we've distinctly talked about it and we just forgot it was a thing
2: yeah we
1: just totally were like oh yeah that happened anyway right, well uh, in no particular order in any way, shape, or form, here are my 12 teams, and then I'll throw in two more wild cards. Uh, The Bills, the Seahawks, the Titans, the Packers, the Eagles, Saints, Ravens, Chiefs, Steelers, Texans, Vikings, Niners, and then Bucks for my last NFC wild card, and... Uh, and you know what? I gotta have faith. I I gotta have faith in the uh, at least a little bit of faith in the Cam Newton thing, right? I'll, I'll go with the Patriots as well as a as a wild card that squeaks in in the AFC.
0: Okay, so, so th- yeah. those are your those are your fourteen picks. I mean, yeah, I I agree with this for the most part. I'm I'm not sure about the Steelers making it, but you know,
1: well, we already went over the Steelers. You know,
0: free. yeah, I
1: think they're going to regress. See, I don't think the Steelers are going to continue to regress. I think. If they're healthy this year, they'll be in. If they're not healthy this year, it'll be a repeat of last season. You know, Uh, I just have faith in them staying healthy.
0: Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Again, it's hard to think about because the Steelers have always been pretty good contenders, as we've mentioned many times throughout our lives, basically. But, you know, it's tough to say that 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 team that, you know, you have an aging quarterback. I mean, you have a backup that looks kind of promising, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't know. Ben, steer us straight. Who do you have?
2: Alrighty. righty. So um, division winners starting in the AFC. I'll go Ravens, Chiefs, Bills, and Titans. And then my three wild cards that I'm going to choose out of there. I'm going to go Colts, Patriots, and I'm also going to say Steelers. That Colts pick, the
0: Colts pick, that's man, a, that do spicy
1: one right there. I, I like that, that. I that's think
0: bold. the
2: Texans, the Texans, don't do it for me. No, I they think don't. They, I think you you want to talk about regressing teams. I think it's I think it's Houston. I think they're going down. I think the Colts, you know, seven and nine last, last year, year. They had a lot not going for them, but I think I think they might just pull out a surprise this year. Even with all the stuff that's going on, I think they can just. They can still put that behind them. I think they're still looking forward to a football season. I think, you know, AFC South, Tennessee, as great as they were, you know, I think they just barely win that division. I think the Colts managed to get in by also having just a strong enough
0: record. Uh, then, that's that's a Colts team led by the uh, the aging Philip Rivers. I, eh, I, I could see it. I don't know if he'll be successful, but I, I could see them potentially making it in.
2: And then for the NFC. My division winners are going to be the Seahawks, Vikings, Eagles, and Saints. And then three wild cards are going to be the Niners, the Packers, and I'm even going to say the Bears.
0: I think the Bears
2: rebound this year, and I think the the NFC North kind of gets its resurgence, minus the Lions, of course. But I think the Bears could definitely rebound because they still have a very somewhat intact team from last year. You know, Tariq Cohen, he did a pretty good job, so I think he'll be out for a little bit more this year. So I I think we see three NFC North teams with this new playoff format get into the playoffs.
0: That is interesting. Honestly, I still think the Bears have a lot to go, especially if they're going to have to do a divorce here with – One Mitchell Trubisky, but that they have the I mean, I'm not going to lie. If there is a division that has the powerhouse to to crank out three playoff contenders, it it could be the AFC North. The AFC North is is posed to potentially do that or NFC. Thank you. I mean, AFC North as well. I think, you know, Browns and Steelers, I think both have the potential. I just think the Browns come out ahead in that one. But very spicy picks, very spicy picks, I think. I think all of us had a pretty spicy pick. I think the Steelers pick is kind of spicy. The Browns is kind of spicy. The Colts and the the Bears are some spicy options. I think it'll be very interesting to see who comes out on top uh, for our playoff picks. But for the final question, it's the big one. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Five points if you get it right. Three points if you call the runner-up. Kalen, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl?
1: All right. Well, I think, I first of all, I'm going to preface this with saying that I hope this team doesn't win the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to. And that is the Baltimore Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson is tired of seeing everyone on social media uh, say he can't win in the playoffs. He can't be an all-star quarterback because he can't win in the playoffs and all this other stuff that he's all this other flack that he's gotten, you know, in the offseason. I think he comes out fired up. I think he takes this Ravens team and just puts them on his back even more than he already does and just carries them
0: to a Lombardi. We can't deny that. Obviously, we weren't on the uh, Ravens bandwagon, since none of us thought they were going to be the best team in the regular season, but it's hard to to deny that. You
1: don't have to be. You don't have to be the best team in the regular season. You got to be the best team in the
0: playoffs, right? That's true. That's true. Ben, do you agree? Do you think the Ravens win?
2: Oh, man, I really do want to choose the Ravens, but I mean, hmm, I, I, I'm, I'm really having a difficult time with this because I... It really would come down to a championship game between the Ravens and Chiefs. I think that's what it comes down to in the AFC, and both very young quarterbacks. But mm, I think I, I think I'm going to be, for the sake of being different, I really do hope Baltimore wins the Super Bowl. But I'm going to say something different, and I'm going to say I'm going to say the Saints win the Super Bowl this year. I think they finally get that curse off their back that they've had for the past couple of years, where they seem to have the perfect team. And then it either comes to the championship game or or a playoff game, and they always seem to choke for some reason, no matter how hard they try. I think they finally break that this year. I think they finally have all the pieces together. You know, you've got three very capable quarterbacks, as I mentioned earlier. Everybody's pretty much perfectly healthy. Like I think that's a Saints team that finally gets another Super Bowl, right as Drew Brees might be riding off to the sunset. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. He still wants to play. but. I think Freeze will probably have another one in them considering the past two seasons, past three seasons, really, if you think about it for the Saints, have just ended a lot earlier than they anticipated. Those were all three very capable Super Bowl teams, and I think this year they finally break through that wall and win it.
0: So I wish we had Hunter here because Hunter would be firing up those trombones and trumpets because I think the Saints are going to be marching in and winning the Super Bowl. Ben, I agree with you. I think the Saints have had some really unlucky breaks (laughs) leading to rule changes in the NFL. They're so unlucky. And I think that they're holding the pieces together. I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to be there to curse them as they have in years past. I think the Saints uh, end up taking home the Lombardi. And I I, I think if the Saints win, there's a very good chance that Drew Brees, like ahead of that game, might consider announcing his retirement at the end if they win. And do it Peyton Manning style and just ride off into the sunset a champion
1: there's no better way to retire as a quarterback i mean i mean
0: there really isn't Mm -hmm. and if he wins his second ring rides off into the sunset you know it's very peyton manning-esque especially since he has a lot of those all-time records at least to this point obviously if he retires and tom brady plays another you know season and a half those records are probably going to be broken but at least for the time being, I think that Drew Brees can cap off a really strong career, and I think he has a good chance to do that with a uh, Super Bowl victory, potentially on the cards for this upcoming season. And that is what we think of this upcoming season in the NFL. Ben, thank you for joining us on this extra long segment. Uh, you know, obviously these are always uh, very exciting for us to do and all that, and we can't wait to invite you back and and uh, see how well you've done in uh, our yeah. little competition here.
2: This is probably like my second favorite part of the NFL season, besides when they're actually playing the football, is just going over with everybody and anybody possible how divisions are going to shake out. It's one of my favorite things to just kind of see how things play out and just all the speculation and what speculation we have to do this season with so many different changes and, you know, changings of the guard and all the trades and whatnot. Like this is this hopefully will be a very exciting NFL season.
0: Yeah, and I, I definitely think it will be, too. Kaelin, I, uh, I hope you have the same amount of excitement for this upcoming season.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: this is going to be a good one. Um, the, You know, the tides are turning in the NFL. You're, the teams that were bad are now good, and the teams that were good are now bad in some cases, and some franchises are just continuing to dominate, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely an exciting time in the NFL. It has been for the last two, three years even, so definitely pumped
0: ben i certainly hope that as we do more things with the nfl throughout the regular season you come back and join us and of course we'll have you for the uh the wrap up when we look at how these uh these predictions all panned out in the future and also before you go i teased it at the beginning ben it's time for me to uh to now reveal what team i'm going to be rooting for in the bundesliga from this point forward ben do you have any thoughts on what team do you think i'm going to go with
2: um I mean I I always I felt like Schalke was the one that you might have gravitated towards because they were Dortmund's rivals and you mentioned their esports team a couple of times to me so if if I had to have one guess I figured that would be it.
0: You think I would go with the rival team of your favorite in Dortmund. Yes. Well as much as their esports team did have a tremendous comeback and sneak into the playoffs and upset a whole bunch of people for their uh their summer split. I will not be taking my fandom to Schalke Null no Fear. Instead, I'll be taking it across the river, shall we say, to Dortmund.
2: <laughs> all right. What made you decide on Dortmund after all?
0: I I decided because Ben, you put it you put it in a in a pretty nice way. They're a team that is competitive, but they're not the Bayern Munich of the of the the league. Where you know they're like the Patriots, or they're like the well, they're like the whatever team LeBron James is on in the NBA. <laughs> they're they're not they're not overly dominating, but they're always competitive and always have a shot to to uh, be an impactful team in the Bundesliga. So for those reasons, I will be wearing the black and gold. Plus, I guess my Pirates gear. You know, I can angle it to be Dortmund gear because, you know, there's no point in being a Pirates fan nowadays. Uh, so
2: <laughs> there really isn't.
0: <laughs> I might as well, you know, take that black and gold and repurpose it for something, huh?
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: So now Alrighty. the only thing we need to do now is get Kalen on board.
1: Yeah. I mean, if I was to pick a team in that area, I probably I don't know. I don't know. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know who I'd go with in the German league. That's a tough one.
0: There is a there is a Red Bull team in the top of the table, so you can go with them if you want. I don't like Red Bull.
1: I don't even like Red Bull in F one. So why <laughs> would I go with them for soccer?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I was just throwing out some options for you. I didn't want to. I didn't want you to feel pressured to join Ben and I on the best team in the league, or necessarily go for the evil empire that are the you know Patriot equivalent in Bayern Munich. So I was giving you the the other good team. True. They're very much like Red Bull and F1. They're just like constantly kind of sitting in third.
1: See, I'm not a big fan of the third place. (laughs) That's why I'm not a Red Bull fan. I don't like being third. I like rooting for teams that are capable of winning.
0: Well, how about this, Caitlin? You put your mind to it a little bit, and the next time Ben comes on, you know, we'll find you an allegiance. Because we've had a couple of allegiance you know, calls so far with us becoming Kraken fans on air.
2: We're big Kraken fans now. Yes. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> big Kraken fans. We hopped on that bandwagon instantly, man.
2: I can't blame you though. That team does look pretty dope just with what little we know so far about their colors and insignia and whatnot. Like it's, I have to say they did it perfectly when it came to an expansion franchise. I didn't really like Vegas and the Golden Knights so much, but I do love Seattle Kraken. So if I had to choose a Western Conference team, I think the Sharks might get replaced by the Kraken. Ooh. Some some good deep ocean hockey when those two teams meet.
0: So what, what I'm hearing is that there's a lot of fandom free agency going on right now, so we'll have to sort this all out. Kalen, we'll figure out your Bundesliga team the next time Ben joins us. And uh, yeah, but at least in terms of NFL... We could staunchly hate each other, uh, you know, with our with our current fandoms as it is and hope that, you know, this upcoming season isn't affected by COVID too much. And we have a pretty good season overall. Amen to that. Heck yeah, man. Let, let's hope so. Kalen, 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 we got to wrap up the show. But before we do, it is time for us to make some predictions about what's going to be happening in the world of sports. And you get to be the one to make that first prediction. So what do you got to say?
1: All right, all right, all right. I am going to go with a prediction that by this is a next week prediction. We don't know who's going to be where yet um, because game seven hasn't happened yet. I'm going back to the Jazz and Nuggets, and I predict that the winner of that game will lose game one to the Clippers.
0: Okay, that's a that's a simple enough prediction.
1: I mean, you say that, but both the Jazz and the Nuggets are are on fire at the moment, so. I think it'll be more competitive than everyone thinks, but I still think the Clippers come out on top.
0: All right. If you say so.
1: Anyway, since apparently I'm making a simple basic prediction this week, Dan, I hope you have a complicated and riveting one.
0: No, mine's uh, mine's pretty simple. It's just going to take some time to sort out, but I'm looking at the NL West. I know I talked about the Padres in my winners uh, during winners and losers at the top of the show. And, what uh, I'm going to predict is that the Padres, that are currently, uh, at the least at the time of recording this, 22 and 15, they are uh, four and a half games back from the Dodgers at 26 and 10. And I think, especially with the momentum they got, with the trade value they got, their bullpens looking spicy, I think the Padres challenge the Dodgers for that division title. Yes, the Dodgers, the World Series favorite Dodgers. I think they uh, they challenge them for the title, and I think. Uh, they they get there. That's my prediction. Interesting. Interesting. We'll see how that shakes out. I mean, the momentum's on their side like if you look at all the other favorites in baseball as we came into the season, the Yankees aren't even leading their division, the Rays are dominating there. The Astros aren't winning their division, the Athletics are dominating there. It's it's very on brand right now for this NBA season for the Dodgers to start slipping and the Padres to take control. And that is my prediction.
1: The NBA was uh was the National Baseball Association.
0: Uh you need MLB. Sorry, you got you got me on ba- on uh on um basketball mode. <laughs> <laughs> but that is uh, my prediction for the week, Kay. Anything you got to say before we get out of here?
1: Yeah, no, nothing else other than um, th- this is a great time of year to stay inside and watch some good playoff basketball, and obviously keep watching some baseball if you're a baseball fan. And playoff hockey's happening. If you're interested in any kind of hockey, uh, playoff hockey's uh, here—the best kind of hockey to watch. We, we need to
0: pay more attention to that.
1: <laughs> uh, we got to wait for the Seattle Kraken now.
0: Yeah, no, we're we're all on the Kraken. Who cares about any other team? Kraken we're best now, team.
1: Yeah, we're Kraken diehards now. So we we got to wait till our team's ready to roll. But anyway, once once um, the
0: once the draft happens, we're a Kraken only podcast. We're the official podcast of the Seattle Kraken.
1: Oh, that would be great, wouldn't
0: it? Ooh, that be that be spicy. You want to move to Seattle?
1: Uh, I mean, I just find it funny that they would even hire two dudes that know nothing about hockey to be their official podcast.
0: Well, if if it does happen and we do move to Seattle, I have I have some cool things to tell you. So, you know, that that's something to talk about. But we won't hold you. We won't hold you all up with that. Instead, we'll just get out of your hair, let you get on to work, let you get on to the rest of your day and uh, let you uh, live your life. Uh, Before you head out, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter to see what else is going on. In the world of sports, or at least in the world of the pregame podcast at pregame underscore pod. Also, don't forget to hit us up on uh, or at our mailbag, rather, the pregame mailbag at gmail.com. Send us any questions, comments, discussion, anything you want us to talk about on the show. Kalen, it's time to get out of here. My name's Dan Zaleski.
1: My name's Kalen Wolfskill. As Dan has said seven times now.
0: I'm aware. (laughs) We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Peace. podcast is produced by dan zaleski and Kalen wolfskill with special guest ben shad theme music by high on you a ruby media production
1: yeah all right so you were saying off pod about how many races that haas hasn't finished like the first race of the season like yeah. they've dnf'd and how many out of how many
0: um. Yeah. So okay. So they've been a team since twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Uh, Esteban Gutierrez. Yep. Who's one? Who was their driver for one season? He retired in Australia. Roman Grosjean got. Terrible. Yeah, Roman Grosjean got sixth. So, you know, at least a points finish there.
1: It's a good showing for Roman.
0: Twenty seventeen, Grosjean and Magnuson both retired in Australia. Twenty eighteen, Grosjean and Magnuson both retired in Australia. I remember. 2019, Rojan retired, Magnussen got 6th. And then this past opening round back in Austria, both retired. That's right. <laughs> they did. So in the first round of racing, they either get 6th place or they retire and there's no difference. <laughs> That's such
1: a terrible start to the season every year for them. I feel so bad because they're the only American F1 team and I want them to be good, but they're just not. No, they're
0: they're, they're not they, they and I don't,
1: I don't think it's a Günther Steiner problem, the president of of the team. I no, don't think it's a him no. problem. I I really think it's a car and driver problem. So, man,
0: I I love me some Günther Steiner ramblings and yelling. Oh, he's so good. He's he such is. a
1: German man. He's Which is so funny. German.
0: It's funny because he lives in Italy.
1: <laughs> yeah, but he he's from.
0: Yeah, I know um, his name is Günther Steiner. Yes, he's from Germany. It's the most oh. German name in existence.
1: I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's from Germany or Austria. Hold up.
0: Uh, now we gotta, now I gotta do extra research about, how do you spell Gunter? Oh, wait, there it is. Gunter Steiner, engineer. Yeah. He is from, no, he's from uh, Bolzano, Italy. That's where he was born.
1: Is he, bo- he was born in Italy?
0: Yeah, he's, he's Italian, he's- you, you jerk. <laughs> Although he does have a very German name, I will admit.
1: He might be Italian, but I think he was.
0: He was what? Hmm. You're doing some research there. Everything's pointing to yeah, him being I'm Italian. Doing, I'm
1: doing some research. I'm doing some research. I think so, his original ethnicity is German, but he might have been born in Italy.
0: Okay, so in his defense, the region of Italy that he is from is known as South Tyrol, which is a region that borders Austria. It's very it's very north Italy. That's
1: it. He's basically <laughs> Austrian. I sure, I, I with what? still- a name like Gunther Steiner, he's not Italian. Let's be real.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sorry. He's not a. He's not a. He's not a Marco blah, 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 But you know, it's still.
1: He's, he's some dude whose family just drifted a little too far south when they were looking for a house to live in. What? <sighs> what?
0: I'm gonna stay away from this. There's all people. <laughs> Listen, Kalen. Okay. <laughs> what are you ethnically?
1: Technically German. OK, Well, I was born in America, so I'm American. So yes. He's born in Italy. He's Italian. He's Italian. I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I understand. He's the least Italian Italian I've ever seen, though.
0: Oh, my God. He does have some good quotables. Um, but yeah, that's th- that was just the history of Haas. I wanted to key you in on.
2: Yeah, yeah. they're bad. Yeah,
0: they're they're not good.